like any good podcast, right? Like any good podcast, that's what we're trying to do. We need we need to read some ads. And full disclosure, I have absolutely no ads. I don't even have companies interested in me for ads, which on their part, 100% makes sense. But I need to prove to them, right? I think I need to use this outlet to prove to these folks that I can read ads. I can do it with the best of them. That I can I, I can read this stuff. So I'm going to do some, some fake ads during these podcasts for people out there listening to maybe say, that guy knows what he's doing. So with that being said, I, I just want to get something out of the way here. Almost every day is a long day at work. When you head home, you just want to sit back, relax, possibly listen to your favorite podcast. Wink, wink. Although getting comfortable can be hard, and that's why couches are here to provide you with the extreme comfort experience. Sometimes you're looking to lay down, and other times, well, you're looking to sit up. Couches allow for you to do both these things to satisfy all your relaxation needs. For my listeners specifically, couches, they're offering a special promo code for 23% off your next couch. All you need to do, it's easy, call 1-8-COUCHES, scream the promo code MYPOD, Again, that's my pod, M-Y-P-O-D, into your phone. Again, that's promo code MYPOD for 23% off your next couch. Why not have a couch when you can have a couch? Couches. Man, that was good. I would pay me to do that again. So if you're listening, maybe you have some product out there. That was pretty good. Just, just saying. All right, let's get to things, though, for real now. Let's get to things. Welcome to my pod. This is it. This is this is it, guys. That's the name. That's my creative backbone coming into play there. But this is the podcast. I'm excited to be doing this. You know, I was looking for an avenue to get back into this kind of work. I did radio for two years in college, hosted a radio show, a lot of fun. Uh, but I just needed to talk again. I wanted to get back on. I wanted to, to start something up. And that's what this is going to be. Uh, and I just want to have on people in my life. You know, I, I don't want to sound uh, selfish, but I think I have some pretty interesting people in my life, to be completely honest. I, I think there's interesting people out there that, that I like to have conversations with. I think it would be worth having those people on, and I think it would be worth, you know, you hearing from those people. My name's Elias Schuster. I, I work for Bleacher Nation. Uh, I, I cover the Bulls content over there. I just started, honestly, not too long ago. I'm several months in now, but hasn't been too long. Uh, I've been working on their NBA stuff, and I want to get the people on that I, I work with there. We do, you know, a lot of Chicago sports stuff. I want to bring those on, but we're more than that, folks. We, we, we like to talk about more than that. So I want to bring those people on. I, I also have other people throughout the industry I've gotten to meet uh, over the years that I think would be fun to have a conversation with. And also, you know, maybe I just want to have a, have a friend come on. Maybe I meet a long-lost brother, and, you know, I, and this is going to be our avenue to reconnect. We're going to try it all out. That's 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 what I want with this. Um, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of potential here to not only have you guys sit there and listen to what I have to say or the people that I have on, but also to interact with you. I mean, you know, in this in this job and in this position, the best part of it, you get to interact with a lot of cool people. You get to interact with, the, you know, the readership that's out there and and uh, for at least the work that I do, or in this case, maybe you just listen to this podcast, you don't follow the work that I do or that we do over at Bleacher Nation, that's fine. Uh, 
I want to be able to interact. You know, I want to answer questions. I want to have maybe you guys on for segments to, to talk about things because uh, that's why I'm in this field, I guess. This <laughs> this industry is because I enjoy just talking with people, getting to know people. Uh, and that's this is another way to get that done. So I'm excited to do it. And let's just get going. Let's just get underway. Your last name? Cerami. Cerami. Okay, because that's what I was I know, concerned I about. Because people uh, have said, like, to me, Cerami. Yeah, And I was like, is it A that. or A? So it's, it's, well, it's weird, too, because. Maybe I'll just start the podcast here, because this is important for people to know that are, li- <laughs> exactly. are listening. What is your, how is your last name pronounced? Yeah. I mean, I was on 670 The Score uh, a couple, last week, and literally in the studio he was like how do you say it and i was like cerami and he said cerami and he's like was that right and i was like no and then we came back from commercial and he said how do you say it and i was like cerami and he's like okay cerami at when he started yeah, up yeah. and he's like was that right and i was like no he did it wrong twice in a row and like danny and uh on outside the ivy says it wrong i i don't it's not that big of a deal yeah i don't know why it looks like cerami well, in Italian, it's Charami, you know. Oh, like, okay. So that's closer. Charami, yeah. as they would say. Okay. Well, then but, that's what we'll go with. Yeah. And that's what we'll expect. Maybe you should... Antonio Charami. That's good. Now people understand that. That's what this podcast is all about. That's what I want. <laughs> I just want people... <laughs> they're getting to know things. They didn't know. Um, but I th- one of the first things that I, I kind of wanted to talk about with you was... Because for me, this industry is so new. I mean... Well, also, it's new and it's not at the same time, because obviously, like, I, I did this throughout college. Uh, I, I worked in this for a while, but it's this part of it is new to me. And, you know, this kind of blogging aspect and uh, how much interaction uh, we have with a fan base uh, at Bleacher Nation. And, and, the, and the point of this podcast for, for people listening to is not just to sit here and talk about Bleacher Nation, but since you're on and you're the first guest. Uh, and also it's our place of employment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's interesting to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and so, but just remind me again and for, and for people listening, how long ago you started? Uh, so I started at Bleacher Nation part-time in 2015. Um, I actually, I went to U of I and majored in econ and poli-sci. I didn't really know what I was going to do. I got a job as a consultant at um, Huron Consulting Group. They did like healthcare consulting. And I had to travel Monday through Thursday every week all week, um, mostly to Connecticut at the time. And I had been following Bleacher Nation for a while when Brett put out a uh, the part-time wanted help sign. And, you know, he was looking for help during the week at night. And I was doing nothing but sitting in a hotel room alone every week at night, you know, on the road. And I was like 22. It was your age. I mean, it was exactly the same time. Yeah. So, it got you know, it was boring. And I was a huge Cubs fan, loved Bleacher Nation, never really did any writing before that. Uh, but I uh, interview or I applied, uh, wrote a couple uh, sample articles exactly like you did. The process was pretty similar yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, the one thing I did that I don't know if I noticed what a lot of people did is I just told <laughs> Brett this too. It's pretty funny. I uh, he he had a sample article like yours was uh, for the Bulls position. It was something like you know Chris Dunn is benched. And yeah, something right. Like a realistic. Like, it was a realistic situation. Right, <laughs> situation. and so. <laughs> Brett, Brett put one out there that was like, imagine if the Cubs picked up uh, this player off waivers from the Rockies. And I was and like, write that article. And I was like, okay, well, I don't really know how to do this. So what I did is I found, I did a bunch of, it took me a while, but I found an article that was almost identical written yeah. by him on Bleacher Nation. <laughs> and I just like followed his structure. I didn't like 
copy it, but it was like, okay, he introduced the player. Then he talked about his age. Then he made a joke. Then he did a thing about his slash line. Yeah, you looked did... at the structure of the post, which they're all kind of similar when you really go look at any of our oh, posts yeah. across the site, too. They're relatively yeah. similar in structure. Mm-hmm. And I, but I like, I followed it like closely. Yeah. And he was like, that was great. I'm like, yeah, well, it's because it's your article. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, that's the, uh, at least in terms of the way Brett responded, he was like, that's sort of uh, resourceful in its own sense, you know? So yeah. um, I got that job. And funny enough, Luis started at the exact same time. Brett was going to only hire one of us, but okay. Luis was going to be able to do the weekend coverage and I was going to be the night coverage. So Brett could sort of have more time. Then after a year of doing that, I started full time in 2016 and quit my, you know, uh, secure job for the world of <laughs> blogging, which is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously a whole different animal now. Now we're more established. We're more consistent. We know what we're doing. There's a lot of us. We, we, sure. there's not I mean, it was comfortable enough risk. for me to be like, yeah, this is, you know, I'm fine with this being, you know, a full time position for me. Yeah. I mean, but at the time it was just like, I was like, yeah, I'm just like, hey, dad, I'm going to go work with this guy who lives in Ohio. We're going to write about the Cubs. He was like, what? <laughs> like, that's, yeah. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> and he's from Ohio. Anyway. No. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it's, it's funny because in the way you talk about the sample article, because I did that for when I applied for Bulls. And, you know, I went and I the one thing that helped me a little bit was I at least had some prior like column writing. I wrote a lot of columns and for you, too. I mean, you had probably you, I know you did your you did a movie website. Mm-hmm. Uh and, you know, that, that stuff helps so much is to just to be able to write consistently. And but it was hard because I remember when writing that sample piece, I was like, I have a really strange like writing style that I enjoy to do. Or like I write I write in a very uh, talkative manner and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I just didn't know how I should approach it. But then I went and I read a bunch of stuff from you and Brett and Luis. And I was like, well, I'll just go for it. This seems like how I talk and how I write. So that's what I'll do. But, yeah, the process of it was 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 super interesting but for you you started uh so you started full-time in 2016 yeah january 1st like literally so the I perfect time put to... in my two weeks like yeah. before christmas and started january 1st um so yeah that the first season i wrote it all they went to the nlcs the second season i wrote it was the first season i did full-time they won the world series yeah. so it was like the best start but know? how how has it been what i'm curious about is how has it been from to, to see it grow from at least 2015 when you join. And I know for Brett, who I'm eventually planning to have on the podcast, and we'll talk greater about this, mm-hmm. but just from you from even 2015, seeing it grow to, you know, on Twitter, they just got, Breathe Nation just got 100,000 followers. And on yeah. Facebook, it has, you know, more than that, things like that. What has the experience been like for you to see it kind of grow the way it has? Well, it's been, it's been pretty crazy, especially I'd say this past year. I think, um, you know, when I started, I think the Twitter account had like 60,000 followers and Facebook had like 100,000 followers. And both of those are almost doubled now. Um, and it's been growing at a faster rate, I've noticed. And more importantly, I feel like I've noticed um, general increase in awareness and like not respect because I don't mean respect, but like um, acknowledgement of our place in this Chicago yeah. sports scene. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Bleacher Nation, it, for a long time, Brett had that um, gravitas that I didn't or Luis didn't, but now that we've sort of built this up and have been increasing our exposure out there, I feel like people are more aware of Bleacher Nation. And so like, just like you, not only do you deserve it because you're such a great writer and everything, but like just the fact that it's on your name has a little bit of weight, which I, you know, it's nice to see that. And, And that's a, that's a huge difference. And I think it, 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 
manifest itself in yeah. um, radio interviews and I you know they ask you to go on sports feed and stuff exactly, like that yeah. there's a know? level of credibility to just the name itself mm-hmm. which you know you and Brett and Luis are all so instrumental in, in building that up and uh and, and yeah and for me coming in you know pretty fresh now it's just it's been it's been cool to see and it's been uh interesting to see how it, it's grown over these over these years to where it's at right now because and also something that I've realized and I, I know I've brought this up to Brett in the past but I think that t- I've been surprised with how respectful, like, the Twitter following is to an extent. Because, for the most part, Twitter's, like, a really dark, horrible, sad place. Yeah. And, you know, if you want a good cry, you can go find plenty of material on there to, to go, like, hurt yourself. But, for the most part, I mean, I, everyone's been relatively supportive of me, which is great. Maybe they'll hear this and they won't be. But, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> this is, everyone's been supportive. And I'm like, hey, that's nice. It's, it's a different – it's a little bit different uh, – twitter atmosphere than i'm used to which i is... gotta stop it's really 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 funny that you're saying this so in so many ways brett has so i was a big part of your hiring process right and yeah. brett and i joke a lot that it, like I, we hired a younger version of me who, and i in a lot of ways a younger version of brett yeah. and like um when we we're talking when like there's been like five instances already where it's just like you have said or done something that was exactly what I said or done at the time of my starting. And, <laughs> and is one that of them, one of them? Yeah, was, wow, they're so supportive and nice. And Brett told me at the time, and I didn't believe him, So, but I'm, it ended up being true. Yeah. I'll tell you, for now. <laughs> yeah, for now. I <laughs> it, it, it changes. It's absolutely wild. As you, and it's not because you do anything worse. It's because your reach gets bigger. Sure. And that's just a bigger, wider pool, and people feel more comfortable with you, and they want to. You know, Why can't you just give false optimism? <laughs> the false optimism is important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like just got to just I make was, so, oh, some yeah. sort of uh, optimistic outlook for for uh, Twitter. But no, I believe you. I, you know, like I said, I think there's everyone turns on social mm-hmm. media to a dark place. That's just well, how it goes. People are so, and I've I've done it before, and so I've deleted tweets now because I'm sort of on the other side. I sort of understand not deleted tweets that I have tweeted. I mean, yeah, like you're not one of the, you're, you're not talking about being one of those. No, but <laughs> one like of those you know, with dark tweets in the past. Right. There's so many times where I'm you, you. It's so enjoyable, and you get that little dopamine hit when you can prove someone wrong, anyone, and, sure. and look smart. And it's triple when that person is supposed to be a subject matter expert. So everyone is constantly looking for a way to pick apart something you said because that you means Darvish. they won. You know what I mean? Yeah. What'd you say? You I said you Darvish and David oh. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, <laughs> I think it's because it's hard because I feel like maybe I'll get to that point eventually where I'm fighting with people on Twitter or I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to use the word fighting, but like you're saying, you, you go out there and you, you know, you try to prove somebody wrong or you try mm-hmm. to have a stat or, or a take that they don't have. I guess the take, that's, that's where it's at right now, especially in, the, in this industry as a whole is like, have that take that someone else doesn't have and then that takes right you know yep. and uh and i think i haven't engaged in that yet in my twitter life because i, I, I don't know why i've just hold myself to like stay so far away from anything yeah, controversial and i feel like eventually i'm just gonna blow though especially <laughs> especially <laughs> if i'm doing this i'm uh, doing bulls stuff right now and oh, like yeah. i have a relatively optimistic view of what's going on for the chicago bulls and uh and not many people do. So if the season goes and it's like I'm being all happy go lucky and, and somebody yeah. isn't, Twitter culture's dark. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's and it may, while I'm semi optimistic now about the way things are going, uh, it'll you're right. It'll turn it'll turn. For <laughs> um, but to get off the topic of, of of Twitter culture, I do want to talk 
about well this will be our for, our first sports conversation i one thing i've been thinking about holistically when looking at baseball recently has been the idea of we we had for a while these stars coming into the league our, our players that we thought were going to be the next stars in baseball and by that i mean and they, it's not that they're not stars but it's not that they're as marketable i think that's probably where this conversation should start is the marketable approach of some of these players we had mike trout coming in right for for a mm-hmm. while and i remember when i was younger mike trout was on the rise and, and he was supposed to be like this marketable face and then one the problem was he's on the angels and <laughs> two right. the problem is that he you know would be uh you know he'd do like subway commercials or whatever but he didn't turn into i feel like that face of right. if, if you're like a close baseball fan like if you're you or me or you know anybody that covers obviously like mike trout he's the best player in the league he's the guy but a casual baseball fan they know his name but it's not like he is the guy yeah. And then I think you had the same th- – you had, honestly, a similar thing for Bryce Harper. He had a little more, you know, because of the hair, and, and he's a little more flashy. But I feel like just these stars that have come in recently, and I think actually Bryant could fall into this category too, they didn't turn out to be, like, that marketable player the league wanted them to be. And maybe I'm wrong in that take, but I feel like that's what it was. And now we're starting to see it a little bit more with maybe Javi or Aaron Judge. But these guys that came in beforehand just weren't – that just didn't do that. And I don't know what the cause was. I just feel that's just something I've thought about more and more as the years have gone by. It's been like, no one player has become the face like yeah. of the league. And you have that for the NBA. You have yeah. that for football. I, I Well, so for to, to begin broadly with like the last thing you said, yeah. football, uh, what they have an advantage of is they have quarterbacks and that's a huge difference than baseball. Uh, there's a guy who is so uniquely, identifiable on every single play and is the start of everything always and that's a big that's a big advantage for 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 football for basketball for the most part there's like five or six players and they don't wear helmets and they don't wear hats you see their faces a lot those are just some sort of fundamental groundwork level stuff the next level there's the fact that the nba has traditionally been way better about uh allowing social media into their game and they allow players to be uh individuals more and that sort of thing matters too but to get to the point that you started with, which is these difference in players, Mike Trout and Chris Bryant are like perfect examples of the best possible players that nobody cares about. Yeah. And it's insane. I mean, Mike Trout specifically is not just like the best player right now. He's probably going to be the best player that has ever played baseball. And you know how many people don't know that? Yeah. Most or of ca- them. like even care because they're like, oh, I don't, he's not, he's not flashy. Like, I know. He's not I out know. there in front of me. I mean, me. it's wild though. And it's not just, I, I, I do think the fact that he plays for the Angels matters. Obviously, that's not a huge market team and they're not very popular and all of those things. They don't go to the playoffs, they don't win. But he individually doesn't seem to want it. And I think Bryant is the same way. They, they tried to market Bryant at first. He was on the, um, on the uh, express uh, billboard right outside of Wrigley before yeah. he was even on the Cubs. That's absolutely nuts. But he has since like proven time and again that he's not that interested in being the guy. He just doesn't want to. He's a good player, and he's going to be a good player probably for a while. But then you have guys like Bryce Harper and Javi Baez who aren't as good. Javi Baez isn't as good of a baseball player as Chris Bryant on the whole. Maybe they'll end up having a go a different way, but for right now, there's really no question that you would trade Bryant's career for Javi's looking backwards. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper, not even close to Mike Trout, even though they were sort of brought up along the same time. But the difference is Bryce Harper just got $330 million, not because he's worth $330 million on the field. It's because he's easily worth that much off the field. 
he's probably baseball's most marketable player in a lot of ways. And, you know, if Justin Verlander wasn't dating Kate Upton, he'd probably be the most like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) he just stays in the news because of stuff like Mm. that. Um, But, but, but Bryce Harper has found a way to be more interesting and have a personality. And a lot of it is brash and some people don't like that, but you know who Bryce Harper is. If you're going to know anybody, if you're not just from your own team, like I, pretty confident that if you asked most baseball fans to name one player that's not on their team, he'd probably be, uh, you know, if this was, uh, uh, what's the Steve Harvey show family feud, oh, he'd be yeah. the number one he'd answer, probably be the number one answer, right? Yeah. Like he's gotta be, I think. Um, and then yeah. And guys like Aaron judge who seem to want the spotlight, they go on the late night shows with Jimmy Fallon, you know, yeah. like, that's, it's maybe nuts. that's the, that's the, probably the biggest di- I mean, but that where, that's where I feel like there is this lack is there's not many in baseball like i feel like everyone right now in the nba wants attention yeah every player and i have a whole theory like theory on why that is it goes i think it's all aau based because players can go in aau and they and if they're on the one team and they're not the guy then they can go to the they're like i'm gonna make my own Mm -hmm. team and then they're the guy all of a sudden so i think that there's a whole reasoning for that but and then in football i think there's just like a lot of crazies in football but also football is just the country's biggest sport yeah that you have that benefit and then in baseball, it's just this has been the long-standing issue. Obviously, the game's super regional, so that that's that's the rare thing about baseball mm-hmm. that other sports don't have is just how regional heavy it is based off of where that team's located. Uh, but also, just the idea of I, I don't know where all these marketable players are. I mean, there's just a huge lack for these big-name people. And, and I'm wondering if we're finally turning the tide with that because we do see Javi Baez, we do see you know, Aaron Judge, we do see some of these younger guys that are getting attention, but I still don't know because I, and maybe it's on the MLB. Maybe they just haven't done enough. I mean, to I think it is. I yeah. Think it's to just market these guys. It's also because um, a lot of the younger, so in other sports, you get drafted in the first round and then you play in the big leagues, yeah, like this in is it, key, yeah. you know, but in baseball, it's like, oh wow, Chris Bryant. Okay. I can't wait for two years. You might see him and then he'll struggle for a little bit and then he'll be really good. And it's like, well, but we've been talking about him right now. Like I yeah, want to see him play a waiting right game. And yeah. so that, that really hurts it. And I think that that's partially why initially guys like uh, Kyle Schwarber in 2015, when he first came up, it was less than it was. No, it was just over a year after he had been drafted. That is, that was faster than Chris Bryant. That's arguably like as fast as it gets in baseball. Mm-hmm. He didn't even spend a whole for full season in the mind. Like that's nuts. And he did really good in the majors. And then he was like, Everybody in Chicago knew who Kyle Schwarber was at the time. It's faded since. He's not as popular mm. as he was, obviously. Um, and obviously a lot of that is production-based. But still, that was so close to when we were first hearing about him that it was, like, amazing. And that's that's a huge issue that other sports don't yeah. have because younger players are more interesting than older players. They just are. Yeah, I, I and it's just all this comes from I just want baseball to, to do well. Like, <laughs> like right. I appreciate, you know, all you hear actually baseball and and my degree, my degree is in journalism. So the thing that baseball and journalism have in common, common is that the past, you know, over a decade or so, all anyone says about it is that it's dying. And yep. you sit there and you're like, well, technically, it's not, neither are dying at all. It's just that they're they're taking different form. Yeah. And in this baseball, this baseball perspective it's still very popular. It's not going away anytime soon. It's just that it's become hyper-focused, you know, based off of that city. That's where your fans are. And I just think that they need to become more national. They need to, again, they need to somehow reach this level where they're, you know, they have more players that are, are, 
right in your face. But yeah. I don't know how you do that. I just it, it's been interesting for me to see, you know, like the, this this league struggle with that. And I think they finally have some guys there that they can make this work with. So I guess over the next couple of years, we'll have to watch to see if maybe they do that. Yeah, I mean, and we could wind it down if you want, but because but I think uh, this conversation I'm saying, but I think yeah. the. Uh, um, the angle that is the best way to accomplish what you're saying is you add two teams and you switch to four, two, four, uh, division leagues, each league with four teams and you have way more interleague play and more playoff teams. So you get closer to the NBA model where teams are in it for longer and they're playing more teams more often. And that way you don't have this regionality and, uh, short-term like uh uh non-competitiveness that completely alienates a fan base that's just trying to you know watch something good <laughs> yeah so send a team to las vegas I yeah that'll, I mean, that'll, do that'll do some well <laughs> if you yeah. have if you have a team there i think that's gonna help a lot mm-hmm. um okay so that that's a good place to end that conversation and before before i go to anything else i don't know if you know this but i said that i said this i recorded there's an intro prior to this this interview mm-hmm. that we're doing here and in that intro, I, I talked about how, uh, because I have I have no ad revenue coming in for this, right? And I don't expect there to be. I'm not saying there is. I don't blame anyone for not giving me money. But <laughs> what I am saying is that I need to prove to people that I can read ads, that well, I'm capable of doing it, right? It's not a bad idea. So uh, th- th- there's a question I have to ask you right now. Do you like your bed, Michael? I love my bed. You love your bed? Well, guess what? Me no, too. I, uh, wait, I hate my bed. I think I need you a You hate new your one. bed? Okay. Yeah. Either answer will work. I planned for this ad read to oh, go either okay. way. But me, I like my bed. So if you don't like your bed and I like mine, I think you need a new bed, right? Yeah. For that reason, I recommend to all my listeners out there right now, get a new bed. They're comfortable. They allow for a full recline and they're just perfect for sleeping. That's what they're all about. Fortunately for all you guys out there listening to this, I have a special promo code for 82% off your next bed. All you have to do, I know this is a good deal. All you need to do, you have to write the code MYPOD, that's M-Y-P-O-D, MYPOD, on a piece of paper. Give it to a carrier pigeon. And then after that carrier pigeon goes off, right, just trust it. Trust me. That pigeon knows what it's doing. Michael, make sure you're writing this down. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, you got this down. Uh, Write write that down, MYPOD, promo code. Give it to a pigeon. It's going to fly off at your doorstep. Eventually will be a new bed. And there you go. And then the that money, was, don't even worry about the money. The money will be figured out later. But, I love that you just did that. <laughs> but there will, be a, there will be a bed at your doorstep. It's super easy. Uh, it's, it's cheap. It's inexpensive. And everyone can use a new bed. So get yourself a new bed. All right. There we go. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Beds brought to you by this podcast. <laughs> Beds brought to you by me. Brought to you by oh my pod. My See, now, would you give, obviously, you'd give me money to read ads after that. Oh, I'm I'm planning on Venmoing you some money right now, <laughs> just for just for just telling for you to get laugh. a new bed. You yeah. earned that out of me. That was oh, great. Good, I'm glad. That's that's uh, the one earlier was uh, was um, about getting yourself a couch. So oh, couch. Yeah. It's a furniture never, theme. Have you been standing for too long? Yeah, that's basically what it is. Couch. So if you want to, if you want to, it's like a to, chair, but more. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you want, I said if you could sit down or lie down, oh. and uh, yeah. So you know, I I think. Anyone listening that has a company or that just wants to get rid of some money and wants me to read things out loud, just <laughs> let me know because I will take any money off your hands and uh, I will say things into this mic for probably the four people that will listen to this. <laughs> um, all right, so that's that. We're we're done. We're done with the ad revenue. Now I want there's there's something I want to do consistently on this podcast. You're gonna be my first victim of this. Love it. And uh, it, it's it's gonna be a, a called a game. It's a game called uh, How much would it cost? 
And I and I realized that I played this game with more people in my life than I realized at first. And I play it with friends. I play it with family. Uh, and basically, it just goes like this. I'm going. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm just going to ask you how much would it cost for you to allow this to happen in your life or to yourself. So, right? so someone would be giving me this money. Yes. Gotcha. You would earn money for doing something. What okay. this is about to do. Uh, we're we're no we're used to doing random stupid things for uh, for like followers on Bleacher Nation. Right. <laughs> this would just think about it the same way, but someone's giving you money, Love and it. you get to name your price. Okay. Um. So the first the first thing I had. If you come up with something you want to ask me, go for it. But this this is you know whatever works. Mm-hmm. Um. Staying on the baseball topic, it's what you do. It's what you write about. How much would it cost for you to take a baseball at ninety eight miles per hour, right off the gut? Off the gut? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I was hoping you were going to say, like, my thigh. Cause <laughs> no, because I, was I like, think that's I too easy. That... do that. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Do I have a guarantee that, like, can I have Kyle Hendricks-type control of a pitcher, but 98 mile per hour speed? So there's no chance of it sailing south or north. Uh, you – well, no, the, the ball's hitting you. Okay, so, so like no, yeah, you have gut, guarantee though. of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, you okay. have the guarantee of control. I thought it was just like <laughs> it's not like he's aiming. Yeah, it's not like he's aiming for your gut. It's like he he is hitting your gut. You know who who's ever pitching it? Oh man, or she? Uh, like, if, if, either yeah. way. I I. <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, well, will this get me followers? I'm like, wait, that's not part of it. Yeah, no, this is not part of this. I think money. I'm gonna have How to much? say like 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 three thousand five hundred dollars. Three thousand five hundred dollars. That's how much. It that's would pretty take. good. That's that's enough. That's like relatively cheap. Yeah, I don't think it will be that terrible. And honestly, like if it was a thousand bucks, listen, I'm not rich, but I don't need that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Three times that. You know what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. You consider take, that's, it. That's uh. That's that helped my life. That'd be good. Uh, okay. All right. That's solid. What about where would? Okay, so how much less would it be if it hit you in the thigh like you originally wanted? Like th- honestly, in the thigh, I think it would probably I'd be like a thousand bucks. Like okay. it's like that's no big deal. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. less than that, not really needed. But like in my thigh, I feel like that won't hurt that bad. I could I could deal with that. The gut, that's gonna be some like oh, that's gonna, gonna hurt gonna real be, bad. It's gonna hurt yeah, for yeah. You know, a couple of weeks. Okay, what what about in terms of? I, well, this is actually first a question. Would would a major league player swinging a bat like into your gut kill you? I imagine it could. I, I like like I've I been curious. I was thinking about that the other day. I was talking with somebody. I'm like, would that kill you? I feel like it I could. mean, if it hit like your, like like, I guess your kidneys are in the back. What's in the front? Like your liver or something? Yeah. I bet you you could probably get pretty. Hurt. Yeah, pr- pretty wrecked. Okay, well I won't I won't ask about that one. Yeah, then a hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah, then like, just million. in case I don't die. I guess. All right, another good one. If you were you were gonna get tackled by like a JJ Watt sized mm. lineman. Okay, yeah. and this guy, and he's in full pads. You're in nothing. Oh my god! And he gets like a ten yard run, so like he gets his full momentum going. Oh, I can I at least it. wear a helmet. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna wear a helmet. See, this is how it works. <laughs> this is how it works. If you want to, we can. There's we can a little go back and forth. There's negotiating here. <laughs> so if you want uh, a helmet, yeah, you can wear a helmet. Okay, I got a helmet on. Honestly, I mean, it might have to be like, like. Like twenty thousand dollars, I think that okay. that would hurt really bad. I think so too. I think and also, I mean, you got, you got to take into account there's 
yeah, there's oh, 100% more worse than taking a baseball. You have to you have to take into account when you do these things about like medical bills. Yeah, oh, you're right. Expenses. So like a hundred thousand. I mean, I'll I'll break some bones like that. Yeah, oh, you will. Have, yeah, yeah, twenty thousand is too low. I think I'm just selling myself a little too short. I yeah. uh, I gotta go higher than that. I'm gonna say fifty thousand dollars. Okay, fifty thousand. I'm not. I don't want to be tackled. What if at the end of this, I had all this lined up? For, oh, <laughs> for and you had the money on the table. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, geez. I had the money. I was like, all right, here we go. JJ Watt comes through the door. Uh, all right, and then I, I try to think. There's been other good ones going through my head. I, I feel like this would hurt a lot, but I don't know if it would be. Right, these are all very painful. I was expecting one where it was like. You want just eat... embarrassment? You want to just go like. Yeah, or I mean, like at least something. Like take like you go streaking at Wrigley Field or something. Well, how that's much a would, good one. How much would how much would I have to pay you to streak at Wrigley Field? You'll probably get arrested, but you know you'll be. But fine. I would gain followers. Oh, and yeah. also, if I was doing, if like you guys kept me on. <laughs> like if I wasn't yeah. like fired for doing yeah, anything we, like that, we'll we'll guarantee your job when you get back. That'll be okay. part of it. That's your negotiated uh, okay part of this. Um, that's a pretty good deal then. And plus, I feel like my engage, I would get more followers. I think my, this podcast might get listened to more. So <laughs> <laughs> then you could sell I, more beds. Then I could sell. <laughs> then I could sell more beds. Um, yeah. Okay. I would go with probably like ten thousand. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like ten thousand is fair, right? I mean, that probably that might just be the fine. <laughs> oh, true. Oh, I didn't even take that into consideration. All right, then maybe maybe I'd go like thirty thousand, pocket yeah, twenty, that, and then good. pay ten. Yeah. So that's pretty good. And then, well, what about for... you? Might be a registered sex offender for a while. Oh, but that yeah. would be worse then. See, It'll now I gotta fine. get up to yeah. Now I gotta get up to like eight. now I've got now I gotta raise it because I don't want to uh, move and then have to go to my neighbors and say like, <laughs> hey, I'm a registered sex offender, but. All yeah. I did was streak at Wrigley Field. It was right. a big deal. I hugged Kyle Schwarber naked, but it wasn't a huge <laughs> deal. Um, yeah, that's a good one. All right, what about what about for you to? All right, Chicago winter. It's Chicago winter. It's super cold, right? For you to have to wear like a shorts and a t-shirt every day of the winter. Oh, jeez. Even if I am outside. So no, no, yeah, that's what, no, outside, yeah, like wherever you go. Well, you yeah, have I to guess wear. I meant like, yeah, I no matter what I do, it's always no, shorts. It's and always shorts and a t-shirt for the whole winter, for the entire winter. Oh man, I mean, see, this one's this one's a hard one because I feel like if I really stuck with it, I could make that work for one winter. <laughs> like I, you well, you also I mean? adapt. Your body would adapt. Yeah, like I feel I, like you get I, used to it. And I feel like I would change my plans a little bit. I might see my friends and family a little less. Than sure. I would want, but how often do we go outside in like February anyway? So I'm gonna say, you give me uh, $37,000 and I'll okay. wear nothing but shorts and a t shirt all winter. Okay. Because I'm not dying to do that, but I can make it happen. But yeah, you, know? you can make it happen. All right, this will be my last one. And 37, I don't know where I'm pulling. <laughs> yeah, like 37,000 super specific. Well, the first one you have was like plus of $500 at the end of it. Yeah. Like, well, so I, I guess you just like, really I needed that 500 to pocket. Taxes, you know. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> you really need to pocket that 500. Yeah. Um, all right. The, the next one, let's go back to your roots of jumping in Lake Michigan. Mm. So that did you a lot of good, obviously. That was a, that was a big thing for you. But let's go with. If you had to jump into Lake Michigan fully clothed, like every day at 4 p.m., like something in your body, or like something happened magically, where every single day, 
Yeah. <laughs> Where every single day you had to jump into Lake Michigan at 4 p.m. fully clothed. It didn't matter where you, it didn't matter where you were, what you were doing. You have to do it. So I mean, I, for how long? Forever? Yeah, I'm saying like this is like a curse. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you this then. Here's my nego- my, so my yeah your negotiation. Um, yeah, I'm gonna negotiate. This is I feel like this is a fun part of the game because I get to I get to throw. Yeah, this is the best part of it. You always get to negotiate. Is, is there a way? So this will be a forever thing, but and it's a curse. Yeah. But could I? Is there at least a way that the curse could be lifted? I don't have to know oh, how. Okay. I don't have to know how, but I have to. It's part of my quest. Like I have yeah. this curse, like so I could spend the money. So you could find a way to. It out. Yeah, you could find a way to lift this. Okay. Okay. Sure. I will. Yeah, I'll. I'll guarantee you that there is a way to lift the curse. Okay. But it, it's gonna take at least twenty years. Uh, no, I'll give you benefit of the doubt. It'll take at least fourteen years to lift okay. this curse. And if, if that's the case, I mean, 14 years is, I, I, it might have to be like, like $500 million <laughs> because I mean, think about that. You couldn't go anywhere. You'd have to keep flying back to Chicago to jump in the lake. Yeah. Like $500 million. If there was, if there was no way to, for the curse to be lifted, it would be infinite trillion yeah, dollars. I don't think money. I could do that. Yeah. But and also keep in lifted, mind, like you have to do this in the winter. Like we're talking yeah. like you're cutting like an ice hole oh, into the oh, water geez. and you're jumping yeah. in. Yeah, at least what did I say? Five hundred million. Five hundred million. Yeah, that's that's how much it would take. Five hundred million least, and five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, and five hundred dollars. Um, in in fourteen years, I'll be forty one. Yeah. Okay. Years old. I'll take five hundred million at forty one. Oh, sure. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'd go through a lot to get that much yeah. money by that time. What if you had to do it for a year? A year? Uh, like, as honestly, like. A million bucks, maybe. I feel like that would be reasonable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, I feel but, like I would do it for a million for a year. A year is like so finite. You know what I mean? Fourteen years. I know that also is technically finite, but that's uh, your whole no, that's life for the time. next. Yeah. You know, but you do get to lift the curse. I like how yeah. that was your negotiation. Do I at least get to lift it? <laughs> right, right. I got to find a way to lift the curse. Yeah. No, you can at least lift it. Okay. All right. Well, that was that. That was that, that's at least what I a segment of this podcast that I want to have every time because yeah. I think it's a it's a fun game. The negotiation is yeah. the best part. That's what I, that's what I love. Like we get the we get great things. Like, can I have the five hundred dollars? Can I? Yeah. Can I, I lift this curse? Bucks. Yeah. It's all good. Um. All right. The last thing I wanted to talk about during this is both of us are very into movies. Hmm. And so even, even earlier when you're talking about you feel like you hired me, right, like yourself, and, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Brett feels the same way about you, both of us have a comment that we're very into, well, entertainment in general. I feel like we're both yeah. into TV. Media. A we're in, we have a lot of Media, overlapping yeah. tastes in movies yeah. and TV shows and stuff. So I wanted to ask you what makes, what makes – what are the key characteristics to a good sports movie? Because sure. we, I've had a bone to pick recently with with Brett, who, if anyone listening doesn't know Blue Tradition, that's that's our boss. But Brett doesn't like the movie Moneyball, and I'm putting him on blast on this podcast. Yeah, you should. He's an, uh, he's, he's an idiot. <laughs> he doesn't like Moneyball. Well, actually, let me rephrase that. It's not that he doesn't like it. He's never watched it, and he refuses to watch it. Just as bad. And yeah, which is ridiculous. So he refuses to watch Moneyball. Um, and that's, that's really ticked me off recently because I think it, it hits like every check mark of a good sports movie. Almost. It hits mm-hmm. like every good thing. So for you, being the movie connoisseur that you are, sure. what are the, the key boxes to check for a good sports movie? Uh, I think, okay, so I, I, I you probably have seen it since now, but that, that I had that top 20 baseball movie yeah, yeah, list yeah, yeah. a couple years ago. That was just baseball, but at the time, what I was including um, 
were two factors as part of all of them was the amount of time actually played playing the sport in the movie. Um, I think that matters a lot because it's sort of like yeah. um, a boxing movie or a racing movie where they don't race that much. That kind of bums me out. And for that, well, that was one of the big reasons why I'm not a huge Field of Dreams fan in terms of it being such a great baseball movie. I think people have completely forgotten to rewatch that movie and just trust their memory that it's so great. They play baseball for like two seconds in that movie. It is, it is hardly a baseball movie. It is a very endearing you know, father-son thing, and that's great. Sure. But to call it a baseball movie is generous. But also, you tweeted about that movie, and then put me on blast for not liking the Sandlot, and that's false. <laughs> I just said it's not the number I, one. I'm going to start saying, it's like, yeah, like, Eli doesn't like freedom. He doesn't like... Uh... Yeah, you're just going to start <laughs> tweeting, like, when, when something when you say something controversial, just comment, we, I won't, yeah. Eli doesn't like freedom. <laughs> um, I think, so, I think time spent playing the actual sport is important i don't want to it's not limiting because you can have not that much and it still be a good sports movie in a different way um and in a lot of ways that's why i really liked fever pitch that is a romantic comedy hardly a sports movie but it is yeah, so you fever pitch very high on the list yeah it's so geared around being a fan of a team though that it sort of is a sports movie just in a different way um whereas field of dreams i feel like isn't um that's not yeah. like what's not what the point of that movie was you know um so so that's a big part of it and another big part of it uh, and I don't, again, I don't want to be restrictive, but is that I like when there, um, there's a big, uh, planned event at the end that they're working towards. So like you think about the movie miracle, it's like the Olympics, okay. like that's going to yeah. Rocky, you know, he's going to have to fight at the end. Um, there's, uh, I guess like remember the Titans is a good one, but they play a lot of football and remember the Titans. You need that climax moment. Yeah. So and, and that you're working, you, yeah. that you're continuously working. Toward. Um, and yeah. that's what I think is so like for, I think major league is one of the best baseball movies and one of the best sports movies because, um, there's, there's a goal and they don't even reach it, but that's like, besides the point, they're like fighting towards it. And think about that. Like they win that game at the end, that game wasn't the world series that they win with, uh, the old guy who yeah. lays down, I forget his name, lays down the bunt and slides into first and he calls a shot. That wasn't yeah. the World Series. That was just to get into the playoffs. and Or maybe it was round one. I can't remember off the top of my head. but And they ended up losing because in Major League Two, you, you learned that they didn't win the World Series. That's awesome that they built up to getting into the postseason like as their thing. And that's why that movie's so awesome because it doesn't have to be you're the champion of the world. I mean, Rocky won. He loses. Spoiler alert. Yeah. He does not win, but that doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. that that fight, like that had value in and of itself. Um, so I think that, yeah, time plans spent playing the actual uh, sport in the movie and then also sort of like building to a climactic like uh, thing. And in Moneyball, in a lot of ways, that was kind of like their winning streak. Uh, there's yeah. That's like kind of a part of it. And probably the big one where like Hamburg hits the, Yeah, you know, that right, exactly. He, he hits that big home run. The, the, thing, the only things I would add to that list that I think are important. I would add, you need a really, you need a solid, well, you don't need this, but a good montage scene never Oh, hurts. yeah. So, so you need right. a solid montage scene. And I don't care if it's cliche at this point. I think you need one. No, and like, and, and I think in Moneyball, for example, since this is the one we started with, that one has a fantastic one mm -hmm. where it's, it's just, and it's very slow, but it's a nice montage of them getting ready for that, like, in, in that streak, really, just in that streak of everything. So that's really good. And then also I think soundtrack's actually pretty important. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like one thing that's, non, that's, not, that's not talked about maybe enough is, like, plenty of good sports movies actually have pretty solid soundtracks. Yeah. And, you know, that could, that could be just composed. Like, it doesn't have to be, 
you know, th- this is we're meaning this like for again on the topic of Moneyball. It's just composed really well. Like the background soundtrack mm-hmm. of that is really really awesome. And so those would be the two things that I would add. I would think that you you definitely need a solid montage scene, and then you need a good background soundtrack to go with things. Yeah, I mean, and so to your to your montage scene point, I don't even I think it's we're far enough into culture existing. <laughs> we're far enough into culture. It's an interesting. Th- well, you, but you know what I mean. It's like yeah, no, I know you. Um, and so it's no longer like cliche. It's like almost a requisite part of it. Like, for example, almost all horror movies now, it's crazy, but they do a a lot of things the same. And I don't think it's because they've run out of ideas. I think it's because it's like, this is what you do. For example, this is a subtle one that not as many people talk about, but watch any horror movie. I guarantee there's a shot of the car from above uh, in the woods driving down a road. Tracking, yeah. It is in so many movies. There's always a reason now, not this is a more modern thing, but there's always a reason why people's cell phones don't work or would not mm-hmm. affect the outcome of the movie. They usually explain that. And there's almost always someone that warns them about what's going to happen before it happens. And again, that's not like, oh, what a cliche. It's like, no. Or that's... at least the someone has a bad feeling. Right. Vibe. And There's it's... always someone who has a bad there's feeling. Never, they're never just like, they put it this way. No one's just like, surprise, killed. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> so I think those things have become not like, they're not, cliche they're they're inherent to well i guess the right word would be the thing that you're looking for what'd you say yeah they're tropes oh tropes i mean yeah yeah, they're tropes but you know i hate like i i hate using that because i still feel like sometimes they there's a negative negative stigma on and it's like not fair it's like on sitcoms tropes could be pretty lame like how many times is someone going to do two dates in the same night that's not necessary you need to come up with something new but it's like there can be something that is unifying between all of, the, of that singular genre and uh, yeah. not be uh, cliche. It could be still be original in a different way. And you look for them to introduce those elements in a new way. That's the best version of that. Yeah, and I, and I think all those are important to keep because, you know, you mentioned it, how it's not, it's not a problem that every movie has, you know, someone who has a bad feeling or every right. movie that has that kind of shot. It's because we become familiar with that and mm-hmm. we want to see it. It's like we, we like to see because, yep. honestly, if a movie didn't have that, we're not going to leave like that was refreshing. We didn't see that. Right. Most of the time you're going to be like, you know, you walk into a movie with at least some sort of expectations and it's fun to have those messed with or at least, you know, have those, um, you know, taken in a different direction. But you still are probably going to leave a little bit, you know, uh, a little bit weird feeling about the whole situation yeah. if you don't have some of those main markers mm-hmm. that you hit. I agree. And so, yeah, so I think I think those are definitely important to do. All right, well, that, that's going to wrap this up. I, well, we should, I'm going to have you on again at some point to talk about more what would it cost, but also <laughs> <laughs> to talk about, uh, I think, more just entertainment stuff in general because I think that's a greater discussion that's, that would oh, be man. fun to have. For sure. Uh, just it even I would I would love, I think it would be fun to get into conversations about tropes and and you brought up sitcoms which I think would be its own fun discussion mm-hmm. so maybe we could just do one where we check off all the uh, all the uh, trope boxes and, you got and talk about different versions all right that's it thank you I appreciate it that's the end of this thing so anybody uh, anybody uh, who listened actually and you actually got this far which maybe it would be me I so thank you to me who listened probably this whole thing to make sure it sounded good <laughs> but other than that thanks for anybody else I appreciate it we'll, we'll be back next time I don't know who yet but somebody. Bye.